Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion Podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I'm David, accompanied by my friend Jordan. Now, Jordan, what do you call a red Pikmin that goes for a little swim? A dead Pikmin. Oh, you got it. Got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you, you can save Pikmin uh, that are in the you water. Can. In fact, that's one of the speedrun strats for the first Pikmin game. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> technically get every single treasure in the first area, unlike in one day. Right. And it's all about just throwing them into the water and then whistling them across and you're good to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I guess that just really introduces the topic of today's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about Pikmin, um, especially since Nintendo decided to shadow drop Pikmin and Pikmin 2 HD, along with, of course, the Pikmin 4 demo that came out, well, I guess yesterday uh, with a nice long trailer. So we'll talk about Pikmin 1 and a little bit about the Pikmin 4 trailer. How's that sound? Yeah, the trailer and also the demo. Yeah, yeah, a little bit about the trailer. Because we already talked about the trailer. Uh, oh, well, I guess they gave us the... the long overview video, oh, right? right, yeah. Yeah, we Which, can talk about that. There, there's not too, too much, I think, that's new in that, but we, we can at least mention it. So, But anyway, Jordan, why don't you uh, start telling us about Pikmin 1? What is Pikmin? What's the premise? <laughs> so I was pretty excited when... Um, Pikmin 1 was shadow dropped for uh, the Switch. I wish it was uh, released a few months earlier so that we had a bit more time before Pikmin 4. Um, There's not going to be a lot of people who will blitz through the entire franchise in a month. (laughs) (laughs) We can. (laughs) I'm so tempted to pull out three now. I'm almost done with two. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Pikmin 1 uh, is pretty short, but it's a lot more focused on like the core gameplay loop than the other Pikmin's are. Um, Pikmin's a game, if you don't know, it's pseudo RTS in a way. You're not building bases or anything like that, but you're managing like a bunch of workers, uh, and all uh, from a top down view, sort of like that. Um, it's about a game where Olimar crash lands on earth and has to collect all of his parts for his ship so that he can escape before he runs out of oxygen or whatever kind of like air system they use <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so he has 30 days to do that and there's a day night cycle so that you have to like time like uh how to get these parts in time and all that stuff yeah and each day is about 15 minutes so it's a doable chunk of time but it's certainly not a super long amount of time right right when i was a kid it was a lot harder um I remember when I was like when I was really young, <laughs> uh, my first playthroughs, it was actually kind of a struggle to get done by day 30. And I think once you hit like day 20 or day 25, like Almar's like, ah, I guess we don't need all the parts. Let's just <laughs> move <laughs> yeah. on to the end. He starts mentioning in like perplexing pool that there are probably some parts that he doesn't need, but you don't know which parts they are until the very end. <laughs> like yeah. some of them are absolutely necessary, uh, but there are some optional ones and the optional ones are actually some of the harder ones to get anyway. So, but yeah, there are what, like 30 plus treasures, I think in the game. I think there's exactly not, not 30. Treasures. Yeah, exactly 30 ship parts. That's what it is. Treasures yeah. aren't until the next game. <laughs> yeah. 30 ship parts, uh, 30 days. The idea is that you're supposed to have a pace of one per day. Although you probably mm-hmm. want a couple days for, the the final boss if it's your first run yeah (laughs) the final boss can be incredibly punishing if you don't know what you're up against 
But I, I think it's like you said, it's just a really fun little pseudo RTS game. But what really kind of gives it its charm is that you're controlling these tiny little Pikmin creatures and you have three different types of them. You've got the red Pikmin, which are basically your the Pikmin that you're going to be using for fighting the most simply because they deal the most damage per second. Um, and they're also immune to fire, which is really helpful, <laughs> especially in uh, some of the later levels where there are unstoppable fire spouts. And then you get the yellow Pikmin and the yellow Pikmin can carry bomb rocks. And that's pretty useful. And they then, can also be thrown higher. Yeah, exactly. They can also be thrown much higher. Uh, I think Olimar specifically says it's because they have like long ears or something. It makes them more aerodynamic, which is, <laughs> which is not hilarious. true. <laughs> no, Olimar is not a scientist. <laughs> no, he's not. He's an explorer, and he honestly works for a really crappy company. So take take that with a grain of salt. Um, and then of course you have the blue Pikmin, which are the last ones that you end up getting. And they can breathe underwater, so you can use them to uh, go through all sorts of um, water puzzles and carry things across the water. Um, and kind of like we joked at the beginning, the red and the yellow Pikmin cannot swim in the water. They start to drown. You can save them with your whistle, but that can be very tricky. If they're in the water too long, they just drown and, and die. So you got like some very interesting puzzle mechanics and solving to do where you have to have certain numbers of pikmin on your squad and on top of that you also have to defeat enemies and carry their corpses back <laughs> to your base to make more pikmin right <laughs> yeah which is really fun that uh i believe Miyamoto was inspired by ants in his backyard while he was gardening and so <laughs> <laughs> it, when you get these long chains of uh, pikmin carrying back corpses it definitely does feel like like you're commanding a bunch of ants in a way. <laughs> it's really great. I don't know. Like there's just something super fun about playing these games and they're incredibly charming. It has that GameCube era charm in its design. Like, you know, I talked last week when we talked about Pikmin 4 a little bit about how much it feels like Chibi Robo. And I really do feel like even Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2 have a lot of the Chibi Robo vibes, if only because you're a tiny little guy commanding tiny little creatures in environments where there are gigantic objects around you yeah yeah nintendo was pretty creative with their ips up through the gamecube uh the wii when they started getting like commercial success with uh the blue ocean crowds um they kind of <laughs> became a bit more corporate <laughs> with handling their properties but yeah but i don't know um i i think that pikmin's great and we talked about enemies what are some of your favorite enemies to fight, Jordan? You know, you got the bull bears and the bull axes and all that stuff. Like, what what really excites you about combat in Pikmin? I really like spiders. Um, just any kind of spider. So my favorite spiders are in the second game, <laughs> but <laughs> in the first game, I do like the the really large ones that just kind of like fall down. Uh, just because they kind of like come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. They're usually not there and you are like prepared for them. They fall from the sky and like surprise attack you and then just start stomping around and killing lots of Pikmin. I really like uh, enemies that are capable of killing lots of Pikmin. <laughs> I, <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> I want to see death. I want to see just like just swarms of Pikmin dying. <laughs> yeah, I don't like hearing the sounds of them screaming when they've been <laughs> smashed, though. <laughs> I just... They just scream into the void and you're just like, I'm so sorry. I let you down. Uh, 
every time I boot up Pikmin, I'm like, I'm going to do a deathless run. And then that never happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't care about deathless. I think I had like 400 deaths by the end of my playthrough of Pikmin 1. Yeah, my last playthrough of the HD one, I I managed, I think, like 200 deaths or something. Because I at one point I was just like, OK, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like I could just make more of you. It's fine. There's nectar <laughs> everywhere to get the flowers. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Pikmin are replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> they they are. They're supposed to be. That's why you can carry back their corpses and make more. But yeah, I I, I just really have always enjoyed Pikmin. I remember um, I never had a copy of the GameCube game myself uh, until much later growing up. I played at like a couple of friends house. I thought it was really interesting. And of course, like you just kind of hear from word of mouth from your friends, all of the different Nintendo IPs. But it wasn't until um, they released Pikmin with the new play controls for the Wii, uh, where they made it so that you could actually use the Wii remote and pointer to actually command your Pikmin and do all sorts of things. And I absolutely loved that version of the game. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and that's how I spent the most time playing Pikmin. And I still have the most hours playing Pikmin 1 through that Wii version. Yeah, I don't remember uh, what got me to actually pick up Pikmin. I think it was just because it was like an early release for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was like, ah. although I say that, I don't think I got it when it released, though, because like it was during an, when I when I was pretty young, like the only time I would buy games was if I found them in the bargain bin for like five dollars. at game crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I just like fumbled across it <laughs> a couple of, <laughs> a couple of years after release uh, for well, five bucks. Yeah. And you mentioned that it was one of the early GameCube games. And the reason why Pikmin actually came about was an old GameCube demo that Nintendo had made where they just threw like a hundred different Marios on the screen at a time running around doing their own thing. And they're like, look at how powerful the GameCube is. It can handle a hundred different tiny models of Mario all with their own unique AI doing updates. And so Miyamoto took that and ran with it and came up with Pikmin. And here we are today. Yeah, it was in a way a tech demo. Which is also why Pikmin games typically look really good graphically. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, of, of all the properties for Nintendo put as much effort as I do into graphics, uh, Pikmin is not one that you'd expect. But <laughs> it's probably one of Nintendo's best looking properties. Yeah. And, I mean, the HD version that they recently, recently released, you know, it's not like they completely remade the game. But it still looks really good. You know, it's still pretty impressive, even if it's a... GameCube game run on Switch. So, yeah, I thought so it was, it was really a nice tech demo. Uh, I think that is why it's a bit sh- on the shorter end, mm-hmm. um, yeah, along with be- Luigi's Mansion, which also was a pretty early mm-hmm. GameCube game. Yeah, um, they were but more it's still about, really like, fun showing off the the console rather than like showing new ideas, showing new ideas for what the console can do. And they did right. a really good job with that. And honestly, I think that as Many times as I've played through Luigi's Mansion, because it's very fun, Pikmin actually allows for even more replayability because there are different ways that you can challenge yourself and different ways to complete the game. Like you could try doing an optimized run where you try to use as few days as possible. And that's a way that you can play through the game again because it's short enough. You could try for a deathless run like, you know, I sometimes try to do, but never actually pull off. Um you can try for like an any percent run where you learn what ship parts are the most important. You only go after those and get done as fast as possible. And then there are even some secret bosses throughout the game that are only triggered through certain conditions. Like 
Like one of the bosses only appears before day 15 in one of the last areas of the game. So you have to rush your way to there if you want to fight that boss. There are also two other bosses that appear in the first area, but they don't start spawning until the eighth day or later. And then one of them spawns on the even numbered days and one of them spawns on the odd numbered days. So um, considering how Pikmin works out and how like non-linear it is in most ways, it's a very replayable game. Yeah, and it's also very arcadey in the in the sense that it has like a high score system. Yeah. Keeping track of like deaths and points and what day you finish on. Yeah. And they honestly took that arcadey nature a little bit farther with Pikmin 3, which I don't know if we'll get to it, but we might talk about Pikmin 3 another day. <clears throat> but Pikmin 3 added all sorts of challenge modes. Actually, 2 did too, didn't it? Yeah. I don't think I ever played the challenge modes in 2. Yeah, but... 2 had a lot of challenge modes. I, I don't know which one had more, if it was Pikmin 3 or Pikmin 2. I want to lean on Pikmin 2. Pikmin 2 had a lot of content. Yeah, though I kind of lean towards three now because they actually added more challenges in DLC packs down the line. So, though, right. I don't know. I haven't played much of the two challenges. Uh, but anyway, you know, they really kept with that arcadey nature. They made the latter games a little bit longer on the story front. They laxed a lot of the requirements, like the, the number of days that you have to complete the game. And instead really delved into that have fun and explore but also here's some arcadey stuff if you really want to figure out how to optimize your strategies and play the game so it, it, it's just fun to see how the series has evolved over time but um so jordan do you know how they managed to pull off the hd version of this game you were mentioning a bit last episode uh it's an emulation of the wii version right yes though what's really odd is they didn't use any of the wii's controls I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, it looks like they kind they um, made it specifically for the switch controls, right? Yes. And even then, the motion controls that you add that, or that they added in only are active when you're holding a Pikmin or are whistling. That's the only way you can use motion controls to modify the pointer. And it drives me crazy because I'd like to be able to freely move the pointer um, at all times. And I'm just not sure why they didn't just use that from the Wii. But anyway, it, it's definitely an emulation. So that might have been one of the limitations is they knew a lot of people would be playing in handheld mode or in with like a pro controller or something. So it was probably a way to be like, here are the controls like we had on the GameCube. Enjoy that a little bit more. And if you want motion controls, you can use it to fine tune your aiming or something. There was one other change I noticed uh, last episode. I was talking about how um, I missed the. Or I, I, I had thought that the second Pikmin was one that gave you control with the C-Stick for controlling your Pikmin. Um, I was wrong about that. Uh, that also existed in the first Pikmin. It's just that they, they changed the controls for these HD remakes. So you have to hold the L button uh, to use the mm -hmm. joystick to move your Pikmin around. Um, otherwise, it like moves the camera, which I don't think that was a thing in the original games. You just would... Uh, kind of auto like correct the camera by pressing what then was the L button. Yeah, to center. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think being able to move the camera is a preferred feature for me because I'm not always wanting to command my Pikmin around. So I was totally fine with holding down the L button. It I... felt a lot like the Wii version where you had to hold down a button as well in order to direct them. All right. I, I, I wish they would flip. I wish uh, yeah. when you hold the L button, then you can move the camera um, because I feel like you move the camera less often than commanding the Pikmin around. 
um, especially when you're like trying to avoid damage and all that. Like I, I'm constantly moving my Pikmin around. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're going down those like narrow passageways or like over the bridges and you're like, please don't fall into the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also just command them during combat. Um, yeah, yeah. Just trying to get them to like avoid spiders stepping on them. I, I think that one thing I forget going from Pikmin 3, which was the last Pikmin game that I had played before going to these HD versions, was how dumb the Pikmin AI is in Pikmin 1. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they know what to do when they're near something, but man, they they are not very reactive. They sometimes just will not do what you want them to do. It, it drives me crazy. Bridges murder so many Pikmin. <laughs> Pikmin <laughs> yeah. 1. Because the Pikmin do not know that they're supposed to like kind of condense while going across the bridge and they'll just like walk off into the water and then it's like, well, I can't call you back because there's like a wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it even happens in Pikmin 2. I think it's a uh, little bit better in 2. Oh, it's way better in Pikmin 2. It you still actually, happens to you, me. Yeah, it still happens. But like you actually watch the Pikmin um, kind of like narrow up a bit more. Though in 3, they actually really adjusted the AI. So... I don't think I ever had a Pikmin while crossing a bridge fall into the water. They did if I like threw them or they got too close to the water, but that that was a really nice change. <laughs> I also noticed that um, Pikmin don't typically like carry things at, on the shortest path to to the to back to base. They kind yeah. of like have like set paths around the map, and they'd like go shortest path to that set path and then follow that set path. Yeah, if that yeah, makes sense. I, I, no, that that totally makes sense. It's like there are actual lines drawn on the map for where Pikmin can actually walk. So yeah. it <laughs> which, which can sometimes mess things up because like <laughs> they'll, they they end up going to like this long roundabout way into monster monster areas that I did not like clear out yet. Yeah, like in the second area in the first game, when you defeat a Snagrit, that has the part. If you don't clear the other two Snagrits, you run the risk of them carrying that part all the way back around right through the Snagrits again. And then the Snagrits just like eat your Pikmin right up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> I had to go like while they were carrying it through there, I just dumped all of my Pikmin and just like walked around and caught the attention of the Snagrits that were there. Like, just let my Pikmin go through, please. I'm going to change my answer. Snagrits are actually my favorite monster in Pikmin. Well, they can be absolutely devastating if you're not careful because they eat up Pikmin so quickly one at a time and you don't know where they're going to pop out which yeah. is so cool. I also like uh, how they get a boss theme to them and then also just their, their constant screaming is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they feel threatening. <laughs> they really do. I like Snagrits a lot. I really I think that they're honestly one of the best design enemies and it's probably why in Smash Brothers Brawl the Pikmin stage, which is honestly one of the worst stages that they've ever designed, you know, that had the slope with the water <laughs> and the leaves and stuff there. Um, a Snagrit will sometimes appear and so will a gigantic Bulborb. So I, I think the Snagrits and the Bulborbs are probably like the most iconic enemies in the series. Oh, I don't know. Far. Yeah. Uh, Bulborb, so. definitely. <laughs> yeah, Bulborb for sure. Because they're everywhere. I really like fighting Snagrits. Uh, I really like fighting the oh they they don't have flames until the second one i like the bulwarbs that are the giant bull bears that are on fire <laughs> those ones are are pretty cool but that's in the second game the final boss is really fun too especially because it's way harder in pikmin 1 than it is in 
returning oh, yeah. parts in Pikmin 2. And way, way harder. A big part yeah. of that is that it actually jumps and like crushes all your Pikmin. And um, it has like 10 times the HP. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it actually killed all of our, my run, uh, my most recent run. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it just kept jumping up and down. I reset. I was so mad twice on that boss. Um, the first time it jumped up and it squashed like 80 of my squad of Pikmin. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not letting that happen. And I reset the game. And then the other time it hit one of the bombs that I was carrying and that bomb exploded immediately and killed Olimar and my whole squad of Pikmin. And I was like, okay, nope. nope. Bombs are terrifying. <laughs> they are. Because <laughs> you're holding them inside like your entire swarm of Pikmin and if they go off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's over. I did want to ask you, Jordan, did you fight any of the secret bosses in your last playthrough? I did not. I didn't even know about the the odd and even day bosses. Um, I knew about the woolly or the shadow frog thing. Um, I saw the egg and I just didn't go for it for some reason. Yeah. I should have just went and cracked it. I should have tried to fight it. But I was racing. I was racing to get all of those parts. <laughs> That's what I did, too. I actually did attack it. And then it started killing all of the Pikmin that I had carrying stuff back to base. And so I was like, this day is over <laughs> after he disappeared. Uh, I had totally forgotten about him as a boss. And the thing is, is if your Pikmin touch that smoke, they die instantly. Very hard, very hard boss. I think the community actually considers it harder than the final boss. So what, what are the bosses that are on the even and odd days? So one is like a giant gelatinous goo uh, that has like... And like a core in the center. Oh, okay. It's a lot like the boss in Pikmin 3, the final boss, at least at the beginning. Uh, it looks fairly similar at the very least. And then the other one makes a return in Pikmin 2, so you're familiar with the enemy. It's like this weird little stone creature that has two eyeballs on it, and it's got like kind of a hunchback. And it's pretty passive. It won't kill any of your Pikmin, but it'll stomp them straight into the ground if they get too close. Oh, the golems? Yeah, the golems. And what's cool about those golems is if they stomp your Pikmin into the ground, they immediately become flower Pikmin. So it's not so much like a bad boss. It just can be kind of tricky to defeat because it's constantly smashing your Pikmin into the ground. So those are the three secret bosses. And I, I think they're cool. I, it's really cool that there are secret bosses in that first game because, you know, my first playthrough, I never encountered any of them except for, I think, the gelatinous goop one because i didn't go back to get the remaining ship part in the first area until way later my first playthrough the the two bosses in the first area those secret ones they're not very hard to beat you just need blue pikmin basically for one of them but the smoke smoky brog thing <laughs> that one's terrifying and what yeah. i remember most about that one is the spirit from smash bros ultimate for whatever reason that was one of my strongest ones playing the story mode <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> What what enemy do you think uh, killed the most Pikmin in your run besides the final boss? Mm, honestly, like Wally Wogs, yep. the frogs that jump up in the <laughs> air and smash. Yeah, exactly. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Those things slaughter so many Pikmin. Well, because your Pikmin are so slow to get out of the way. You whistle them and then they're just like, huh, did you need something? And whack, they get smashed. But yeah, no, that, that was definitely the <laughs> the one that killed the most for me. I did have a couple of close encounters with some bull bears eating a massive amount of Pikmin at one point, and that was really sad. So, so yeah. what day did you finish the game on? Uh, 
I think it was day seven or eight. I kind of cruised. Oh, you finished I, the game on seven or eight? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I reset the game when oh. the final boss killed me twice. So I guess I would add two days and be like, yeah, I guess I beat it on day nine. <laughs> it's a lot faster than what I got. <laughs> I, I ended on day 19. Day 19? Wow. Yeah. That's still not bad. I mean, you got, you kind of cat, you went through the game at a pretty decent pace. I just, I've actually played the first game a lot because I loved it so much. And so I still remembered where like all of the ship parts were and what a lot of the requirements were. So I was really raking in multiple parts a day pretty quickly. I mean, that's really fast. I believe the rec or like the world record pace is six days, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. So maybe it was eight. So eight or ten or something. I'd have to pull it up and look, but I did. I did it pretty quick. All right. So David's a lot better than I am at Pikmin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do one of those. Um, where, what are they calling the the multiplayer fights in Pikmin three or four? Uh, there, there's something battles, right? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. And I was playing Dandori battle. Yeah, Dandori. I was going to say like I was just playing it like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well. I also did so many of the challenges and would actually like race against my little brother in Pikmin 3 a lot. (laughs) So I got very good at efficiently getting my Pikmin. There are some crazy hard challenges in Pikmin 3. Like some of the DLC ones, I still haven't been able to beat um, on my own. I don't know. I I like Pikmin a lot. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and play Pikmin 3 again. Um one problem with that is I don't think I have all the DLC downloaded and there's an issue with that. <laughs> well, but grab I, a used copy of Pikmin 3 for Switch because it comes with all the DLC. I guess I could do that. I just wish Nintendo would keep their servers up. I, I know, right? I, I understand why. <laughs> yeah. Looks like you can get an open box copy for like only 40 bucks for Pikmin 3 Deluxe right now. Uh, that sounds about, a lot more than it should. Well, I, miss the, I miss the good old days when I was a kid when a used copy meant $5. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> you can actually, yeah, you can get it pre-owned right now on GameStop for 50 uh, But on eBay, it looks <laughs> like you can get it for 30 to 40 Oh, that's so expensive for a used copy. I know. Sorry. Yeah, I blame the fact that all of GameStop's competition died over the years. <laughs> well you mean killed off by gamestop yeah because gamestop would actually go and buy used copies from other individuals other sellers and stuff just to get them out of the playing field but uh kind of talking a bit more about pikmin 4 you know they released that trailer right uh just i guess yesterday as of this recording and yeah, the overview trailer yeah the overview trailer it, it was honestly like a really nice little overview of all of the different things that you can expect from pikmin They even talked about all of the different Pikmin types and how useful they are, which is really cool because Pikmin 4 brings back purple, white, flying, rock, and even adds some new Pikmin, which I just think is so great that they're all going to be in the main story because Pikmin 3 did not have them all. Pikmin 3 didn't have them all unless you were actually playing the challenge modes. (laughs) So Yeah, and I was really disappointed that white and purple weren't uh, in Pikmin 3, at least in the single player (laughs) mode, which is like the main way I play Pikmin. Um, Yeah, The challenge modes are fun and all, but uh, they'll never be a replacement for the main adventure. Right. And I really like the story in 3, just to kind of put that out there. But 
I am really excited to see what Pikmin 4 has in store. Um, before we started recording, you were telling me about the demo and uh, some of those pieces. I, I think it would probably be best if we talked a little bit about your experience playing the demo <laughs> with those new features uh, for the overview. So why, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, so the demo came out. Um, before I get to some of my concerns, I will say the game looks very pretty. Um, and it's, it's nice to have Pikmin back. Uh, <laughs> I'm worried that this is going to be my least favorite Pikmin. Oh, that's a bummer from the demo. Um, I don't, but you like... only played through Pikmin three once, right? So yeah, I only played through Pikmin <laughs> three once. So I, I gotta go back and play through that one again. Um, I don't like how it kind of has like this auto assist for aiming. <laughs> um, so like you're, you, you just, you basically just always hit whatever target you're going for and that's a big thing with like mini bulb orbs uh if you if your pokemon if your pikmin lands on top of them they just immediately die and when you have auto aim assist like they're just not a threat at all um keep in mind it's just a demo so like maybe the game will ramp up in difficulty uh later on i mean obviously it will but (laughs) (laughs) to what extent we don't know yet um it seems like they retconned the story of pikmin one rather than kind of continuing in a way. So like it's about Olimar crash landing um, and and discovering Pikmin. It's like, oh, this is Pikmin one. And there's like, and then also there was a dog. And it's like, I don't remember that in Pikmin (laughs) one. Which is crazy because they just gave us Pikmin one HD. So yeah. And then, and then Olimar doesn't escape. So this is like the bad timeline or something of, (laughs) of Pikmin. So now, now the Pikmin's uh, timeline now has like converging or like different forked, forked timelines. Um, so it's like Zelda all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the dog. I don't like how you can't get rid of the dog. The dog is always there. Uh, even if you tell the dog to stay at camp, it will still follow you. It'll just always run back to you, which is fine. I guess it only counts as like three Pikmin. Mm-hmm. So it's not broken yet. I, I imagine you're going to be able to upgrade it in the future, though. Oh, you can definitely upgrade it. That was talked about pretty. They they showed a really big screen of all of the different upgrades you can give him um, by spending points or something. And some of them are even like it can increase his carrying capacity and his carrying speed, which is like, okay, (laughs) he's going to be very good. Yeah, the game seems to be leaning pretty heavily on him. Uh, The tutorial is very long. And is almost entirely focused around the dog. Um, like you don't get your Pikmin for a good while into the tutorial. Interesting. I, I really want to play through the demo because I am very interested in a lot of the the different features that they've added. The overview trailer also showed that there was like a time rewind mechanic. Did they let you have that in the demo? I have not unlocked it yet. As okay, far as so I'm it's aware. an unlockable. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, and even if I do get it, I'm not going to use it. Just. Yeah, I'm just stubborn that way. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Nintendo is a bit too concerned that the previous Pikmin games are not super approachable to newcomers. Um, The day night cycle and Pikmin dying in massive like numbers is just kind of, I don't know, off putting. (laughs) (laughs) Like we already know that the day night cycle has like. Uh disincentivize people from actually like trying out the game like some people just really do not like timers and games yeah but then you have those people that think that pikmin 2 is 
awful because it doesn't have a timer in the caves. It's like, okay, yeah. you can't you can't appease everyone. And I wonder if the caves were also kind of a way to approach or to like deal with that too. But then Pikmin 3, it was they focused a lot more on time management than its predecessors. Yeah, it, because the time management in Pikmin 3 was much more about like you don't actually have a fixed number of days you have to leave the planet in. It's based on the resources that you collect. Like you have to gather fruit that get turned into juice. And if you run out of juice, it's game over. So you have to really be on top of getting enough juice. And what was really nice about Pikmin 3 is there was even like a hard mode that you could have where it decreased the amount of juice that you would get from every drop so that you have really had to manage your time well. So I guess that was really the draw and difficulty of 3 was that kind of moving and extending timer that was based on how good you were doing yeah yeah pikmin 3 seems to be a lot more focused on time management this seems to be the game that's going to be the least time management focused which is kind of surprising coming right off to, off of pikmin 3 <laughs> yeah because <laughs> caves are also returning in this one um and i'm pretty sure the timer is going to stop there and i hope the caves are really challenging and i hope there are some caves where the dog is just like that's too scary for me and it won't go with you (laughs) (laughs) i i am pretty sure the dog is meant to be like a very very critical part of of, (laughs) of this game yeah which is which is fine it's like they aren't having you control multiple captains at least as far as we can tell so far, they haven't outright said <laughs> you never get a second or third in the case of Pikmin 3. So I guess this is their way of kind of balancing around the fact that you can't time manage like you used to in Pikmin 2 and 3 with the multiple captains. Because that was one of my favorite features in Pikmin 3 was the ability to like quickly switch between having three captains and like optimizing routes for the captains to walk and deal with different Pikmin and try to get as much done as possible during a day. Yeah. And I'm going to miss that in four, I think. So yeah, uh, at least I'll have three to go back and do that with. Yeah. With Pikmin three, you had the mini map. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So many tools. Pikmin three felt like an RTS. Like we, we talk about how Pikmin one and two are kind of pseudo RTS. Pikmin three, it kind of like had that same stress level to it that, that, rts's do it's obviously yeah. <laughs> not as like deep or complex as starcraft or age of empires but all right um uh, managing your units definitely felt like an rts in that game so it'll be interesting to see how pikmin 4 shapes up especially in the late game because you know early game in even the first three games is really slow um pikmin's tutorials are really handholdy <laughs> especially in two and three Pikmin 1, the tutorial is pretty slow because it's just you only have one ship part that you can get and only one color of Pikmin and only Olimar. And so it's like, okay, you just kind of go through the motions, learning how to control Pikmin and it's nice. It's pretty fast and then you're done and you're off. And basically you just get text boxes every time something new and interesting happens throughout the rest of the game to explain what's going on. But Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 3, especially Pikmin 3, have very long opening tutorials where they're like, this is what the Pikmin are actually capable of. And a lot more dialogue. <laughs> like, Yeah, Pikmin 4 is going <laughs> to blow those two games out of the water. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I just got to warn you right now. Uh, uh, it, it took like, I believe over an hour before like they gave me free control. <laughs> great. I'll do what I wanted. Which, uh, well, which is like half the game of Pikmin 1. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's going to remind me so much of the like tutorial-ish part of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, how you're just completely trapped for like two yeah. hours. Yeah, I was telling my roommate, it feels like a Pokemon tutorial. <laughs> ah, so so maybe once I get out of tutorial hell, my opinions will uh, increase with Pikmin 4. But the demo was very, very tutorial hell, <laughs> which um, like I've like I've said, like I in extra credits as I like, said it, but like demos typically are worse for games than good. <laughs> oh, Jordan, Jordan, thank goodness. I just looked it up. The <laughs> your discoveries in the demo will transfer to the main. OK, games. good. All right. <laughs> so get the demo over with now. So that when you go get the actual game, you can just start going for it. <laughs> I do anyway. like the character creation tool. That's fun. Yeah, I think that's a really cool addition. Um, I will miss the characters. Olimar and Louie are just classics, along with the president of the Hokotate Freight Company. Yeah. And uh, I also really like Alf, Brittany, and Charlie. I think that they're very fun character designs in the third game, too. So, But the character creation tool looks really cool, and they really do a good job showing off the Hokotation uh, design differences that you can have. Plus, character creation is just fun in general. Also, um, I did go, go inside one of the houses in Pikmin 4. Um, uh-huh. So that's not a cave. That's just an area. Oh, okay. So there's a lot more verticality, which is a very new approach to Pikmin. It feels like that's Pikmin a very, is very flat area. Yeah. Pikmin <laughs> is typically very flat. Um, Pikmin one, like I spent most of my time with a top down view, actually, just because you get a lot more precision with your aiming. Yeah. And you can throw it's almost like you can throw farther with the top down view. Yeah. For the footage in this video, like on YouTube for this episode, um, I did not go into first person view or sorry, top down view very often because it's kind of hard to watch, I think. And I was I I typically play with it, not top down anyway. Yeah. Well, so like I would go back and forth because with top down, you have control of uh, where you're throwing. And then from the side angle, you get more like depth of um, distance. Yeah. 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 Good point. Well, anyway, I we're we're getting close to Pikmin four. It's still crazy that we are getting Pikmin four after so long, um, considering it took us forever to get Pikmin three. <laughs> and then it's also taken forever to get Pikmin four. It's just a breath of fresh air to just know that the Pikmin series has not been abandoned. The and, gap between Pikmin three and Pikmin four is longer than the gap between Pikmin two and Pikmin three. Well, that's crazy, but also it doesn't feel that way because we did get the Pikmin 3 re-release. Um, so to me, it's like, oh, yeah, I played <laughs> Pikmin 3 really recently on a new console. Yeah, no, the gap between 3 and 4 is 10 years, and then uh, between 2 and 3 was 9 years. Miyamoto, why do you take so long with these games? <laughs> it's like how he announced Pikmin 4 was in development like a year after Pikmin 3 came out, and we were like, sweet, Pikmin 4 is coming, but now it still took 10 years. <laughs> Uh, that was something. So um, if you haven't played through Pikmin 1, uh, hopefully this episode helped convince you to get it. In my opinion, I still think that the Wii version is my favorite way to play, if only for the better pointer controls, because I felt like I had more control um, and I didn't have to move Olimar around as much to handle aiming. But the HD version is really great. It runs incredibly well. It looks very pretty still, even if it's not a complete remake. And Pikmin is just really fun. Plus, you can get the dual pack for only $50, so you save $10 if you get Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2 HD together. Plus, you might want to play through at least some Pikmin before you pick up 4, just to kind of see where the series was. 
But I am with you, Jordan. I wish that this had come out like at least four or five months earlier. Yeah. Although now that I've played the demo of Pikmin 4, I guess it doesn't matter because uh, they're retconning the first game anyway. So, <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Yeah. But then it's like, do the stories for Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 3 matter then? Because those are definitely direct sequels. At least two is. Three could kind of be seen as up in the air. Uh, it seems like Olimar went back, but anyway, it's weird. Louis there, so I don't know. Maybe three is another alternate timeline. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe three actually comes after four in the timeline. It know. could. <laughs> actually, yeah. Because like Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 4 just cannot mesh with each other at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have to play the demo and see what happens with the story. Maybe Nintendo just doesn't care about story anymore. Now we're I mean, Pikmin is suddenly like Mario. It's another Miyamoto game, so... True. Good point. And I would much rather have Miyamoto be on Pikmin than any of the other games right now. <laughs> <laughs> For real. For real. He does a good job with Pikmin. Pikmin is always really fun. He's really good at like game design, but um, if you want any story in your games, it's yeah. <laughs> you want you want someone else. <laughs> story or cohesion within the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah story is an afterthought with his games. Like, I'm a gameplay first kind of guy, and even I'm just like, uh, you guys probably could do a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I believe in really good gameplay, but I like the gameplay to really help with a good story. That's kind of where I am. It's kind of one of the reasons I really like RPGs like Xenoblade is those games have the story come first, and I, I just really love good stories. Well, we can have a gameplay versus story debate later on. <laughs> we probably could, but... Anyway, Pikmin is not a game about the story, though there are some really lore and I really interesting lore theories out there. You could go watch some YouTube videos about that if you want. All that said, go pick up Pikmin and look forward to Pikmin 4. And we will definitely be talking about that as we get closer. Um, I don't really have much else to say about our topics today, Jordan. Did, was there any final thoughts you wanted to add? I think I'm good. Well, thank you so much for listening to this somewhat shorter episode of the Nintendo Fusion podcast. We sure appreciate you. Uh, please feel free to leave us a like and a comment and or a review that really helps the algorithm uh, promote the show for others. And please feel free to join our discord by going to nintendfusion.com slash discord. But with all that said, thanks again for listening to the Nintendo Fusion podcast and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye. See ya.